Dr. Rick Wallace dropping in on you. I'm slowly getting my voice back. Uh, got rid of a lot of that chest congestion. Uh, man, uh, combination of allergies and a bunch of other things that happen, uh, which is rare for me. I never really had problems with allergies, but the pollen this year kicked my butt. Uh, but anyway, <clears throat> I am grateful to be here. Uh, I am thankful. Uh, for another opportunity to be a part of something awesome, a part of something exceptional, a part of something extraordinary, uh, the opportunity to help someone change their life for the better. It is a purpose. It is a passion. It is something that keeps me going, even in the most difficult of times. Uh, look, I hope that you're having a great week so far. Uh, I really do. And if you are a person who is not necessarily having the best week, you're still breathing. You're still alive. You're still in the fight. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't become convinced that it's over. Because if you're still breathing, there are things you can do to change your situation. Always remember that. Now, it's time to move. It's time to talk. It's time to get in. I have an awesome, awesome, awesome offer for you guys today. It's in the description box. I'm going to talk to you about it later, but I want to bless you right now. I want to talk to you. I'm going to hold you to the fire today. You know, there are some things that have to happen in order for you to achieve success. There are some things that you're simply going to have to do. You know, uh, I was told a long time ago that success always leaves clues, that if you study people who are successful, if you watch people who are doing the things that you say you want to do, they will leave clues. They will show you their behavior. If you observe them closely enough, you will pay attention to their speech patterns and their conversation. You will see what they do in the morning, what they do during the day, how they approach adversity. You'll get to watch them move through life and you will find that in, in, in every situation they meet. Hey, what's going on? Uh, Eric, look, they meet the same challenges you meet. Being successful isn't the circumvention of life's challenges. That's that's not uh, what being successful means. That's not how you obtain high levels of success. You obtain high levels of success by actually responding properly to adversity. Adversity is the fertile soil in which the seed of faith, vision, and purpose are, pl uh, are planted. And those seeds are cultivated. 
Without adversity, there's no growth. Without adversity, there's no development of strength. Without adversity, there's no development of character and integrity. There has to be something moving against you in order to strengthen and develop you. So being successful isn't the circumvention. What is it then? It is having a mindset that believes. It is being focused. It is in the consistent mindset of gratitude, waking up in the morning, being grateful, even when there are circumstances that may in some way not be favorable. In other words, some of the greatest moves I've made have been while I was in the midst of a storm. See, you're going to have to learn that the storm is not there to destroy you. But if you have the right mindset, if you have the right uh, focus, if you are committed and your perception isn't thwarted by what's immediately around you, let me tell you, the storm can take you places that your comfort zone will never get you to. But let me tell you something else. At the very core of it all, I tell people all the time, first and foremost, that psychology is 80% of success. When you have the right mindset, when you have the right thought patterns, when you're able to perceive things properly and interpret things properly and manage and uh, process your experiences properly, uh, things can happen uh, beyond you. I'll take a person with the right psychology of a person that doesn't have uh, a good thought pattern, good experiential pattern, and uh, a great plan. I'll take the person without the plan with the right mindset because they're going to figure it out uh, every time. But here, here, check out this though. Check, check this out. You have to show up. You can't win if you're not in the game. You got to show up. You got to wake up every morning and show up. Uh, you know, I'm I'm in a place right now where I'm fighting. And it's something immensely important to me, but it's not completely under my control. But the part that is, my A game is there and I'm showing up every day. I'm being the best I can be. But there was a time some years ago that I went through something devastating And I remember, and some of you have heard this story before, I remember sitting there and realizing just how bad it had gotten. And I'm I'm looking around and the first thing that I did is I, I gathered myself together and there's a practice I have when I don't have the answer. And the problem seems to be expanding and I'm seeing it from a perspective of just being Rick. I have to remind myself that I'm not ever just Rick. See, I have a purpose given to me by the creator. I have a purpose that's ordained and anointed. And that when I walk in that purpose, there's nothing greater or bigger because I was sent here for it. And I learned something a long time ago and it's something I teach consistently. I lecture in it. In those times that I still speak at churches, I I, I preach about it, teach about it, whatever you want to call it. But let me tell you something. 
something I learned a long time ago before I got to that point in my life some years ago. I learned that God would never deliver you from the giants he sent you to slay. See, you're here to do something great. You're here to do something exceptional. You're here to do something extraordinary. Now, what I learned was if, if God's not going to deliver me from the giants that I'm sent to slay, then there's a process that I must go through in order to be prepared to slay the giant. In other words, the giant is the overwhelming challenge in front of you. The giant is in, for some of you, poverty. The giant is for some of you, feelings of abandonment. The giant for some of you is broken relationships. The giant for some of you is an unfulfilling career. The giant for some of you is just being bold enough to step out in yourself without being concerned about who thinks what about you. You're too buried in other people's opinion. But the giant, you were sent to slay. Somebody needs to see you overcome your obstacle because they're going through it or about to go through it. Somebody needs to know that what you have to go through is possible. So what happens is after I sit down and realize, okay, here I am again. Well, one of the things that I do before I ever know the answer, when I'm in something that's bigger than me, I remind myself that I'm walking in purpose, that I'm walking in an anointing to fulfill the purpose. That means I have been given what's necessary to carry it out. So then what do I do? I walk in the room with the, the nearest room with a mirror. Normally it's a restroom because I want to shut the door. And I just look at myself and I say, you're built for this. And I do it with a smile. I don't care how bad I'm feeling. I don't care what my gut is telling me. Because sometimes you done got punched in the gut so hard that everything in you is saying, just go lay down somewhere in a corner and fold up. But there's something that runs deeper than that feeling in my gut. And it runs to the depths of my soul. And it's buried deep in there. And it says that you were built for this. That there's something inside of you that God planted there that will not fail you. That you have the answer on the way already. And I just look at myself and I say, you're built for this. But here's the conversation I had with God. After I went in and reminded myself of who I was. I went back out and I found me a quiet spot and I had a good, real good, strong, but short conversation with the creator. I said, look, I know that I've got to go through this. I'm ready. I said, I have one thing to ask of you. It wasn't, it wasn't to remove me. It wasn't to take it away. It wasn't to make it easier. I simply asked God to wake me up. What do you mean? What do you mean, Doc? I said, don't let me die in this pit. This is not how I want to be remembered. I said, wake me up and I'll answer the bell every day. Wake me up and I'll show up. And I'll show up with an anticipation of what's to come. I'll, I've already seen the outcome because I'm connected to the source. So I know that what's here now can't break me or destroy me. I'm not done yet. So I said, just wake me up. Don't let me die. Wake me up every morning and I'll show up. I'll answer the bell. And day by day, I'll walk out of it 
Day by day, I'll become stronger. Day by day, I'll become a bigger blessing. See, the enemy won't be able to stop me from touching what I've been sent to lay my hands on. I'm trying to get you to understand something. Success isn't about you. Your gift isn't about you. Your your, you're here to make the world around you better. You should not leave this world in a worse condition than you found it, not in the sphere of your influence. And you have the ability to expand that. That's what I help my clients do. Expand your reach, expand your, 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 your sphere of influence, expand your capacity because everything you want to be successful in is directly attached to you become the best version of yourself that you can be. If it's something that you don't have right now, it's because you haven't become it. Let me show you how to do that. Let me show you how to walk out of an identity of lack. Let me show you how to walk out of an identity of inferiority. Let me show you how to walk out of an identity of, of, of poverty. Let me show you that there's something on the other side of that, that fear that you're facing. There's something on the other side of this immense pain that you're feeling. There's something on the other side of that darkness that you've been enduring. I'm trying to tell you that even in that darkness, the Bible says God dwells in the darkness. See, there's somebody that tried to convince you because it's dark, you're alone. But see, Solomon said God dwells in the darkness. Even the tense and intense darkness does God dwell. So at my worst moments, God was closest I'm trying to get you to understand something. I'm trying to get you to understand that you can walk out of something, but you're going to have to show up. You can't do it on the sideline wishing and hoping. You can't do it on the sideline complaining and whining. You got to step up, get in the game. You got to become committed to finishing what you start. You got to have a plan to move forward, but you got to have a mindset that what's mine cannot be withheld from me. I'm coming for it. You can't stop me. Even in my darkest moment, I refuse to lay down and fold. Even in my darkest moment, I refuse to flinch and give it. I know I'm here for a purpose. I know that people's lives are better because I'm here. I know that I'm helping change things. I am grateful for an opportunity to be everything. It ain't about ease for me. I'll tell you, it's, it's sometimes when you're pushing and you see yourself making progress and, and you're touching lives and everything that you're setting out to do is being done. And you'll look up and here comes another thing, bam. And you shake it off and you keep going and you, you get back up and you raise up and you, you keep walking and here comes, bam. And then you, you kind of look at it and you just go, <laughs> God. But something I learned a long time ago when I lost my great-grandfather, who was my adopted father, he was to me the epitome of manhood. He is who I watched and I learned from. And when he passed, it, it, it hit me hard and it took me and it took something out of me. And, and, I, and I found myself in a dark and negative place. I wouldn't speak negative about other people, but I was speaking negative about myself and I didn't even realize it. And what used to be easy for me, what used to be easy for me 
had become frustrating and difficult. I had gone from, man, every time I touched something in business, it was going well. Until I couldn't get anything done. And it was frustrating me. And I went to my mentor. And I'm like, hey, I got a problem and I, I can't figure it out. I've got this weight on me. I've got this thing. It's like nothing is going right. And we were talking in about 15 minutes into the conversation. He looks at me. I can tell you what's wrong right now. And I'm like, what, 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 what tell me what's wrong? He says, man, we've been on the phone for about 15 minutes or less. And I've already heard you say I can't win for losing four times. Watch yourself talk, son. And I just sit there and I said, wow. Remember, the book of Job says that you shall declare a thing and it shall be established. Be careful with your self-talk. Guard your self-talk. Your, your mind is a powerful thing. It's the world. Your brain is the most powerful supercomputer. Your mind is the operating system. And your self-talk is the software that you're uploading. The software and the operating system is what determines how effective the computer is. The computer can have all of this unbelievable capacity to process. But if the software and the operating system is trash, the computer is trash. Guard yourself. Talk. Look, I, I'm 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 gonna end this, but I I want to encourage you to get in the game. I want to encourage you to stand up and walk out there and take your place. You know, I, I I mentioned I mentioned slaying the giant because that's the way the message came to me years and years and years ago. When God told me, no, I will not bring you out of it, but I will bring you through. I'm like, oh, no. And no, God didn't talk to me audibly. But when you connect with God on a high spiritual level, I'm talking about where it literally can be measured in hertz. When you start operating in 550, 600, 700 hertz, that's a connectivity you have with the most high where you can really communicate in here. I'm not talking about emotional charged conversation. I'm talking about literally a back and forth communication where no words are spoken, but it's clearer than any audible expression could ever be. And I'm having this conversation with God because again, uh, something else is going on and I'm not liking it. And so I'm like, nah, you're going to bring me out of this. And of course I'm using scripture, trying to manipulate the situation because I don't like it. But, but, but see, if that's all you had to do is use scripture to manipulate the situation, nobody would ever go in, go through anything. They'll just go find the right scripture, throw it out there and think that changes things, but not get the whole context and understanding of purpose. But anyway, I'm telling God, no, you're going to have to bring me bring me out of this. And I'm quoting scriptures and God's like, no, I'm not going to bring you out of it, but I will bring you through it. I'm like, oh, mm -mm, not good enough. I need to come out. Say, no, see, the problem right now is you've bought into a societal notion of comfort. But see. I'm more concerned with your character than I am your comfort. And I was laying down when I was having this conversation. It's about two o'clock in the morning. I was laying down. I set up because that moment God communicated to me that he wasn't concerned with my comfort. He was more concerned with my character and integrity, which is the strength of my character. And 
God let me know I can't build character and integrity in comfort. So I learned quickly that I was going to be going through some things in life. I, I learned it and I had to understand it. And I, I became okay with it because I learned that when I go through the storm, I come out. My grandfather told me, son, you're going to be in one of three places. You're going to either be going into a storm. You're going to be coming out of a storm. I mean, you're going to be going in a storm. You're going to be in a storm. You're coming out. He said, your mind's going to race when you find yourself in a storm. One of the first things you're going to want to do is look for the person who put you there. Don't even waste your time. 90% of the time it's you. Even when somebody else has done something wrong to you, you let them in. You let your guards down. You got caught up in the wrong thing. You got caught up in the wrong idea. You start looking at the wrong thing and expecting something that you shouldn't have been expecting. And you got caught. Now you're in the storm. Don't worry about that. The only thing, your only concern, son, when you find yourself in the storm is to make sure when you come out, you come out a better man than when you went in. So then when I'm, I'm having this conversation with God, I'm understanding, okay, these are the storm. I'm in a storm. So now I got to learn how to come out of the storm. And then I said, well, how can I teach this? And, and then I thought about David and I thought about slaying giants. And I thought about how all of that, was, the whole Goliath thing, whether you believe in, 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 in biblical stories or not, people have been slaying Goliaths for centuries, for millennia. So the, the, the concept isn't nothing new. David is just a story that most people recognize. But if you look at the story of David, you go back and you find out what? David was the youngest and he was out keeping the sheep. Wasn't uncomfortable about being out keeping the sheep. It got cold out keeping the sheep. All kind of animals of prey came to take the sheep. But we learn when we read in the New Testament about a good shepherd. Now, the good shepherd descended from the loins of David. Talk about that some other time. But check this out. David, even when, even when Samuel is in Jesse's house looking for the next king to be anointed by God, and he's checking every brother, and God said, not him, not him, not him. Where's David? David is out in the field. And if you look at the Hebrew context of that, David isn't just keeping the sheep. The Hebrew context is he keeps on keeping the sheep. He doesn't take breaks from keeping the sheep. So when he's when, when, when Jesse is asked, if there's somebody else that's missing because none of these are, are God is accepted, he say, that's the little young one out there, the little teenager he out there keeping the sheep, say, bring him in. And the moment he walked in, God said, that's him. I'm not looking at his stature. I'm not looking at his experience. I'm not looking at any of that. I'm looking at his heart. And if you follow the story of David, David was a screw up, stayed in trouble, cost, cost himself 70,000 men because he held the census when God told him not to because he was feeling himself and his army was growing. Had a child by a married woman, had to kill her husband to hide it. I, I go, but what happened? He knew how to find his way back and repent and surrender. The heart was trying to do the right thing, but he was human. But let me, let, let's go back to the slaying the giant thing so I can get off here and let you people do what you do. Let me tell you something. David, after being anointed king, where did David go? Back out there, keeping 
the sheep. Keep on keeping the sheep. Keep on working. But so there was something happening in the storm of keeping the sheep. There was something happening in the in the challenging times of keeping the sheep. So when he goes out to check on Eliab and the rest of the Israelite army as they face the Philistine army, and they'll look, and he looks up and he sees Goliath yelling and hurling insults at the Israel, the army of Israel. What was David's response? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he would insult the army of God? Not the army of Israel, but the army of God. He saw the boldness of someone who did not fear or respect the God that he feared. And he, he, he held it high. Now he goes in and say, I don't know what it takes, but what will you give the man that, that kills this giant? And they tell Saul about it. He's in his tent. They tell Saul about it. They say, bring him to me. And Saul looks at him and says, man, you can't, you're not even big enough to fit into the armor. He said, I'll try it on. But then he like, I don't even need it. He said, but look, this dude has been a warrior from his youth. You still a youth. He says, he'll be just like the lion and the bear. They came to take the sheep and rose up. And I, I took them with my hands. God prepared me for this moment. God is not going to deliver you from the giant he sent you to slay. It's time to get in the game. David goes out there, I mean, not with a spear, not with a sword, but with stones. What am I trying to get you to understand? You were not created to be average. You were not created to be mediocre. You were not created to meander in, 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 in a place where you feel suffering is your lot in life. Poverty is your lot in life. Misery. No, 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 no. You were put here to be triumphant. You were put here to be exceptional. You were put here to be extraordinary. You were put here to be phenomenal. You were put here to be a representation of what God is capable of when you stand in your purpose. Shake yourself loose from the fear. Shake yourself loose from the darkness. Shake yourself loose from everything that's holding you back to move. I have worked with some pretty exceptional and extraordinary people over the course of my life and my business. They came to me and many of them didn't know what to expect, but they knew they needed to do something different. I want to work with someone now. Matter of fact, I want to work with anybody who's willing. Like I said at the beginning of the uh, video, at the top of the video, that there I am offering, a, I'm making a very exclusive offer for today and today only. I don't know when I'll do it again. But if you purchase a bronze coaching package, which is a 12-week package, I will automatically upgrade that to a platinum package. Now that's a 52 week package. That is a year of working with me. All of my heavy hitters eventually end up there. They might start out with a bronze, but they end up with that platinum because they see what they can get done in 12 weeks. And just imagine what they can get done in 52. I've had my platinum members re-up more than once, a few more than twice because they're getting the work done. I am now telling you, if you sign up, for the bronze, I'm going to upgrade you to the platinum. 
And I'm going to make it even sweeter because I really and truly want people to be touched and moved. This isn't about emotion. This is about power. I'm going to gift an additional platinum package today. So not only are you going to be able to get the platinum package for the price of the bronze package, you're going to get an additional platinum package at no charge. That's today and today only. Sometimes you got to know to move, not because it's comfortable, not because you can put the and match the number. Sometimes it's the time. And I can tell you that almost every time the time is never convenient. The time is about sacrifice. The time is about commitment. The time is about moving. I'm challenging you. If you're ready to make that move, come find out why I have a 99.99 success rate. I get my people where they are trying to go. God has given me an ability to be able to see things and do things in a way that many don't. And I have decided that I will bless people. Yes, a great deal of what I do is based in psychology. That's where I lay my area of expertise in psychology and theology or where my doctorates come from. But I have an experience of walking it. 47 businesses in 30 years, all profitable. 24 books published, thousands of academic articles, tens of thousands of prose articles, and so much more. I'm no different than anybody else. I just decided to slay the giant. It's your turn now. As I, as I say, I live my life on purpose. I live my life on full so that when I leave this place, I die on me. I got to get out of here. I'm actually late for I went over. I'm late for a session with a client. I got to go. But hey, sign up. Let's make it happen. I'm out.